Today is actually a very special memorial for our parish of St. Rose of Lima. It is the feast day of the seven holy founders of the Servite Order. Seven men from Florence in the 13th century. They aren't even named in the opening prayer. Like, the like opening prayer was like, Lord, we asked these holy brothers to pray for us. It's like, who are these holy brothers? Like, there's no names in there. There's no like, special name of the Franciscans, Benedictines. I kind of love that because when they were being called by the Lord to begin their order, people were just like, who are those dudes over there? <laughs> they were just holy brothers, brothers who were praying. These um, holy founders of the Servite Order eventually generated a women's branch of sisters, and those sisters, known as the Servants of Mary, taught at our school. Taught our school for a very long time, until more recent times. So we especially pray for all of those sisters who served in our school, who are at St. Rose of Lima, wherever they are today on earth, or whether they're with the Lord, we pray for them today. But they all come from these seven men who were from Florence. Originally, they were almost all cloth merchants. They're buying and selling the world, doing, doing business. And uh, they began to gather together to pray. And whenever people gathered together to pray in one voice to Christ, great things happen. <laughs> we heard the, the story of, of the Tower of Babel in the first reading, where out of the pride of wanting to make a name for, for themselves, they tried to build this tower, and they were scattered in their pride. They were divided in their pride. And then all spoke different languages. Here's the opposite. These brothers wanted to make a name, wanted to glorify the name of God. They wanted to praise Jesus' name. And so they were drawn together. They prayed together with one voice. And whenever people pray together in one voice to Jesus, great things happen. And in fact, all of humanity begins to be reunited. So some of these men were already living in the celibate state. They had made kind of their own personal promises of celibacy for the kingdom. Some were widowed. Their wives had already passed away. And they began to come together and pray, and they lived a very poor life. This was the era of the, the mendicant orders that were coming up in the church. Dominicans, Franciscans, friars, you know, those who would just go around wearing only sandals. God raised up these orders as a, as a counter to all the decadence in the world and the church. You know, the church, Christianity had been legalized in Europe for you know, over a millennia, and that began to take its toll. There was this need to go back to the simplicity of the gospel after the church had become so institutionalized. So they lived a very poor life. They were brothers, and they began to form this order, which had a special devotion to Mary, hence the, hence the order of the Servites of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They loved Mary, they learned from her what it meant to follow Jesus and to love him, and they especially honored Mary under the title of Our Lady of Sorrows. That's that feast day of September 15th. The Servites really popularized that devotion of Our Lady. Her sorrows, the sword that pierced her, how she mourns and grieves over the death of her son, she also mourns and grieves over us, her children, and intercedes for us that we might grow closer to Jesus, and leave all sin behind. Our gospel today spoke of the cross. That Jesus says that if we wish to follow after him, we must deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow him. And not be ashamed of his words. 
If you gain the whole world, if you, if you become a, a, someone who has all the power, prestige, and pleasure in the world, and you have it all, but you lose your soul, what good is it? It's not going to last. That was part of the witness of the evangelical poverty of those seven brothers, the Servites. They had good lives, decent lives. They were making a, a, a good way in the world. But they knew God was calling them to something more for themselves. And they began to live simple, humble lives, joined in prayer, worshiping Christ, honoring our spiritual mother, Mary. And they had amazing, amazing fruits. But there were many, many sacrifices. <laughs> they had to carry many crosses. They had to give up many things. By some, they were seen as strange, eccentric, unusual. Why did you give all that up? You were doing good, doing good things for God and your, and your friends and the world. Why did you give that all up? But they knew that Jesus was calling them to this particular way of life. And they wanted to serve the Lord. And so they had to take up their crosses. Our lives, God's doing great things already. He's placed us where we are for a reason, whatever your vocation is. But never forget that Jesus is always speaking and maybe inviting us to something more. It's a great thing to think about as Lent comes up next week. Lord, what are you inviting me into now? How do you want me to live simply? How can I live more poor like you? How can I join together in that one voice of prayer with other people. Sometimes that's what taking up the cross means. It's not big, it's not flashy. It's just taking that one more step with Jesus and letting something else fall behind. It's not meant to be there anymore. May the seven brothers pray for us today, pray for our parish, and pray for the church. Amen.